the great toilet story hello everyone and welcome to the podcast of the ordinary maverick this is ajay your host an ordinary maverick sharing real life thoughts and experiences and maverick tips if you haven't hit the subscribe button yet please do so and you'll not miss another episode a couple of weeks back i was bent over in the bathroom of a new home concentrating fully on the pipe connections and the plumbing setup now why would i be doing that you all will wonder well i was uh, you know changing the entire toilet commode and the flush tanks we had just moved and i was updating the toilets of course my wife and family were super impressed and thrilled that we didn't need to find a plumber and go through all the hassle changing it myself was much easier and of course cheaper too <laughs> i get different reactions when i share this Wow, how did you manage to do this? Have you learned how to do this and have you done it before? I must admit that I've always been a DIYer, love working with my hands and building things from scratch. But changing an entire toilet commode, well, haven't quite done that before. Speaking of toilets, I dug a little to find out about the history and origins of the word. It seems that Toilet was originally a French loan word first attested in 1540. Now you might again ask what's a loan word? A loan word is a word that's permanently adopted from one language, referred to as a donor language and incorporated into another language without translation. So the original word in French referred to the toilet little cloth that's draped over one's shoulder during hairdressing then later during the 17th century the term started being used more broadly for the whole complex of grooming and body care that happened at a dressing table and the equipment used like you know mirror hairbrush containers for powder and makeup were all collectively called the toilet service at the same time close friends or tradesmen were received as toilet calls then later around 1819 the term toilet started being used to describe a special room for grooming known as the french cabinet de toilette and it started being used in trains as public toilets to describe rooms dedicated to urination and defecation and then it started to be used in the us for the plumbing fixtures in these rooms today the term is only used for the fixtures and room itself and all other references to the term have kind of you know dropped off so interesting to trace the history back of such commonly used words right of course there are other words used in different dialects like bathroom restroom and washroom and wc which means a water closet in different settings one of those things that you just pick up and adapt as you travel it's happened to me many a times actually uh, when i'm looking for a toilet in a restaurant and i get a blank stare when i ask the staff there and you know then i kind of start adapting and say restroom or washroom which changes the blank look to one of comprehension and i get the directions to the toilet travel teaches you adaptability for sure Of course there are some slangs in use too. For example, the Irish slang for toilets is the jacks and the other slang in use is using the word the loo. 
There are different types of toilets used across the world in basically three groupings. Having water or not, like you know, flush toilets or dry toilets, uh, the sitting and squatting position toilets, and then whether it's located in a private household like a toilet room or in public like a public toilet. There's a lot to speak and share about toilets and the types and history, but let's just look at the different types out here. There's been a lot of innovations in this field. For example, there are floating toilets that are built above or floating on the water, used in areas subjected to prolonged flooding like in Cambodia. Then one has the dry toilet, the wall toilet, a pit latrine, a portable toilet. This is seen in construction sites or in open air concerts, fairs, events. Also, they are called as porta loo or a thunder box in colloquial terms. There is this uh, chemical toilet and also a toilet that's fed to animals. Yes, it's a pig toilet where the toilet is linked to a pigsty by a chute. These were in use in rural China and also in Japan, Korea and India. There was also the fish pond toilet and then the flying toilet, which is a name for a plastic bag used as a simple collection device for human feces where there is a lack of availability of proper toilets and people are forced to practice open defecation. The squat toilets are quite common and it signifies the use of a toilet by squatting rather than sitting. It's actually quite common across Asia. I'm sure each one of you must be quite tickled and quite amused by the choice of the topic and all that you have heard so far. Come to think of it, a toilet serves such an important function. It's an essential part of living, but such a basic thing still has its challenges. It's known as the sanitation crisis. It's massive. 4.2 billion people still live without safely managed sanitation. That is more than half the global population. And you know, 673 million people still practice open defecation. When we say safely managed sanitation, it means it's a hygienic private toilet that safely disposes of people's waste. Statistics show that lack of sanitation is a major killer, estimated to cause about 432,000 diarrheal deaths every year and affects children severely with as estimated close to 300,000 children under 5 dying each year from diarrhea. Sanitation is a human right and we need to do more towards achieving universal access to water and sanitation for all without discrimination while prioritizing those most in need. To raise awareness, each year November 19th is observed as the World Toilet Day and aims to inspire action to tackle the global sanitation crisis and help fast track action. This challenge actually comes close to each one of us. I am sure this resonates with many. Finding good toilets on a road trip is something else. I recall many road trips in different countries and the most important thing on the trip was finding good toilets along the way. My in-laws often travel to the countryside in India to their home there. And one of the criteria for stopping along the way for food is whether the restaurant has a good toilet. It's not the food or the ambience or the service or anything else that is a strong factor. 
it's the availability of good toilets and good means clean hygienic that one can use comfortably we have had many experiences in our traveling over the years with toilets i recall a funny episode with one of our friends from overseas who had never seen let alone used a squatting toilet and was completely at loss as to how to use it with some bit of embarrassment he asked me the details and that's when it struck me some 3 decades back how something that's so common to an entire population can be so foreign to some at the time we didn't have the internet to google stuff there was no social media to learn from one had to rely on what we had learned or what we got from our exchanges it made one more sensitive of the differences and made more accepting too in many ways through our travels we experienced toilets on trains planes on a camper van that one was good fun it was an experience driving around south africa with the toilet in our own van of course it needed servicing too and that was another new experience for us a bit interesting though if you know what i mean and then we had the camping experience with toilets we were doing a rowing trip down the orange river in namibia spending a few nights on the river rowing over 80 kilometers and spending nights by the river side in tents there was a portable toilet seat that was carried along and placed a bit away from the camp behind trees and bushes and there was a system to know if someone was using it an oar was either kept vertical or kept horizontal on the path if vertical the path was clear and if horizontal there was someone in there using the portable toilet in my working life in public health the importance of toilets has come forth continuously and i have had the privilege to meet and work with people many of whom are absolutely passionate about the same people that have dedicated their lives to improving sanitation I still recall one of the theme parties where everyone was supposed to come dressed as something that represents their work or their passion or something about themselves and during many different interesting dress ups one dear friend came dressed as a toilet did a great job of it too and managed to raise tons of attention on the issue as well Fellow Mavericks, do you know what percent of your life is on the toilet? Well, after some calculations, the answer is 240 days. And this does not include any additional time that is spent on reading books or using your phone while in the bathroom. Just imagine that's a significant amount of time of your life. So, let's make sure we keep our toilets right. Do keep writing your comments and sharing your feedback via our Instagram at the ordinary maverick or through our hashtag the ordinary maverick. I love hearing from you. This is Ajay signing off and wishing you have an amazing day, a super amazing year. Keep well, stay safe. Credits. This podcast series was put together as a team effort from the Bhardwaj family. Concept, design, title, researchers and reviewers. Ajay, Sanjana, Avantika and Niharika Bhardwaj. Script, Sanjana. Cover design, Niharika. All rights reserved.